Let me just read some verses to you from Jeremiah chapter 51. Verse 7 says, Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Now we're living in a situation right now where the wine of Babylon is being drunk across the nations. We're seeing the madness, we're seeing the craziness, the insanity, and we're certainly seeing the overreach, and that's, a, to put it mildly, of governments. We're seeing oppression, we're seeing tyranny, we're seeing despotic governments using a virus and its magical cure of a vaccine, vaccine to try and bring upon the nations the control of Babylon, the Antichrist, Leviathan, Babylonian New World Order, the globalist uh, idea and blueprint for man, the great reset that we're hearing about. And so Babylon has made all the earth drunk with her wine. And that's why the nations are mad. And we see that in Revelation chapter 17 says the same thing, that the kings and the nations of the earth have become drunk with the the wine of Babylon. And it says, verse 8, Babylon is suddenly fallen. This is the thing that we're looking for. This is a prophetic indicator. It's not an indicator. It's the prophetic, wonderful event of the fall of Babylon that we read about in Revelation 18. Babylon is suddenly fallen. Just let me just say this to you before we go on. Uh, the Apostle John wrote Revelation uh, and particular chapter 17, 18, speaking about Babylon's fall, he wasn't inventing something new, or he wasn't seeing something new. This is something this prophet here, another prophet, spoke of. Isaiah spoke about it. The fall of Babylon. And all the prophets had this vision, really, of a time when the system the world system, the world order, the Babylonian world order, the system out there that is under the control of, of the prince of the power of the air or, or of mystery Babylon, the beast, all these images and symbols of a system and indeed a, a kingdom, an empire of darkness that opposes God, an antichrist. Sam too speaks about it. Why are the nations in tumult? Because the kings of the earth have taken up a position that is anti-God and anti-his anointed, uh, anti-Christ. So Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her, verse 8 of Jeremiah 51. Take balm for her pain, if so be she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. You see, God would have healed this system if they'd heeded to him because God has uh, a destiny for each nation. And we know that Jesus is to inherit the nations. And we know that there'll be sheep nations and goat nations and all that. But it says he would have healed Babylon, but she's not healed. Forsake her. In other words, give up trying to redeem and and 
uh, help Babylon. There comes a point, you see, where, where, where it has to fall. And let us go, everyone, into his own country. Now, there's a message for globalists right there. Rather than trying to be one world, let's just be, go back to being nations. That God See, God's purpose is nations. There's only one kingdom to rule over all nations, and that's God's kingdom. Amen. For her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. And that's reflected in Revelation 18. The Lord hath brought forth her righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. The Lord will bring forth and vindicate his people at this time. He'll vindicate his own folks, his own people, the, the Zion, the people of God. Now, why are we talking about this? For the simple reason, the fall of Babylon is something that is a wealth transfer event. When Babylon falls, the wealth that Babylon has, that's in the, the abundance of the sea, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5, the sea, of course, is the many waters, the the sea is the world economy, the world system, everything that's out there. And of course, all trade is really carried out on planet Earth by the sea, whether it's boats and ships or whether it's planes and, and even electronically. Because the Earth is covered with seas, then in order for there to be global trade or planetary trade, uh, that the, you have to go over the sea. And so the sea is symbolic because the sea, uh, if you like, encloses all the nations. And so the sea is a metaphor for the world economy. And Isaiah 60 verse 5 says, the abundance of the sea, the abundance of the world economy, shall be converted unto thee. That's speaking to God's people at this time. And it says, the wealth of the nations, or the forces of the Gentiles in the King James, uh, shall, uh, shall come to you. Okay, and that word wealth, or forces, uh, is, is the word kyle. And it, it means wealth, it means, you know, actual physical wealth, gold, silver, treasures, precious jewels, whatever, commodities. But it also means people, armies, uh, multitudes, if you like. So what he's really saying here is, is that people will come and they'll bring their wealth with them, their gold and their silver with them. Remember when the early church, 3,000 folks get saved on the first day of Pentecost? Well, that early church, the wealthy that got saved among them sold their possessions, sold their lands, uh, sold, you know, in other words, the... the they, liquid, they liquidized their wealth and laid it at the apostles' feet because the wealth of a sinner is laid up for the just. Now, those folks got saved, but when they were still sinners, they'd accumulated wealth and they brought it to God's representatives, the apostles at that time. They brought it into the kingdom. They brought it into the ecclesia. They brought it into the purpose of God. And the money was redistributed, first of all, from 
where it had been, which was assets, if you like, that were in the world, it was brought into the kingdom and then redistributed to the poor. And, you know, so we're looking for wealth to be transferred into the hands of God's people. But when it is, it will be used for kingdom purposes. And God's heart is always for the poor. This is exciting stuff. So we should be looking for the fall of Babylon because it's a wealth transfer event. We should be looking for that turning of the tide. Revelation chapter 18, go and read it. You'll see that in one day it says, and then in one hour, so great riches has come to naught. In other words, the wealth that's in the hands of wicked people, and we know who those folks are. We know right now that a lot of the things that are going on are being directed by a clutch of billionaires and tycoons who are using their wealth and exerting their power and influence for nefarious antichrist Babylonian purposes. And God said, we'll solve that problem because we're going to take your wealth from you and put it into the hands of kingdom people who will use that money to bless the poor, not oppress them, to lift them out of poverty, to, to change and transform society so that it becomes kingdom-centric. This is exciting. We're living in exciting times. We're living in momentous times and we're certainly living in perilous, dark times. But the Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light has come. Your light has come. The glory of God has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The God's glory has risen upon us in the midst of this great darkness and his glory. You see, where the glory is, the gold will come. Okay, the glory of God. When God, uh, when, they, when they put the glory of God and physical gold, you could even say precious metals, there's an attraction between the two. When they built the temple of Solomon, the glory fell, the glory came. Okay, with all that gold and with all that, with all that precious, you, you know, where the gold is, the glory comes. Where the glory is, the gold will come. Because remember Haggai says, the last day's temple, the gold and the silver are mine, saith the Lord. And the gold and the silver come to the temple. So there's this magnetic attraction between God's glory and the wealth and riches of the earth. Where the glory is, the wealth and riches will flow. And where uh, wealth and riches are, when they're used for God's purposes, the glory will fall. When you build a temple for God's glory and for his name, he, and you use those precious things, gold and silver and so on, God will pour out his glory on that place. So we need to be people that allow the glory of God to rise upon us and we arise ourselves. We live that ascended life. We live beyond the veil. We live in heavenly realms. We're conscious of that, that we're seated with Christ in heavenly realms. We're no longer earthly minded, but we set our affection in things above. You see, when you are obsessed with God's glory, the gold and silver will flow to you. Solomon 
and, and David, of course, David and, and Solomon were obsessed with giving God the glory and building a house for his name. So the Temple of Solomon was built to honor and to, to host uh, the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. So you and I ought to have his name on us because we are in this dispensation now. Our bodies are the temple. So I've got Yahweh's name written all over my body. I don't mean I've got tattoos, but in the spirit I say I, my body is a temple of Yahweh. And, and so you need to put the name of God the Father and, and God the Son on your body in, in terms of, of imprinting it. We, we talk about the mark of the beast, but I've got the mark of Jehovah on my body. I've got the mark of Yahweh in my body. You understand you have to do that by faith in the Spirit. Why? Because you need to become a magnet for the wealth of the nations. And that is what's going to cause Babylon to fall. So Babylon will fall. There's no question about it. But here's the thing. Are you going to be part of the movement of God in the earth today that makes Babylon fall. Oh, Shampara, Santa Cabara, Santo. This is exciting stuff. So get with the program. Uh, read these scriptures, Jeremiah chapter 2, sorry, it's 52, should I say. Uh, Revelation 18. In fact, read Jeremiah 51 and 50, uh, sorry, Jeremiah chapter 50 and chapter 51. Well, let me just correct myself there. I said 52. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 50 and Jeremiah chapter 51 are the chapters in Jeremiah that, that parallel Revelation. If you read chapter 17 and 18, you'll see there Babylon and its fall. So Old Testament, New Testament, you'll see God's purpose upon Babylon. There are plenty of other scriptures, and, and read Isaiah too. The point is this, we have to fixate here on God's purpose concerning Babylon, which is that Babylon fall utterly, completely, and absolutely. And understand that the fall of Babylon is a wealth transfer event in history that will absolutely, it, it's, it's just on a different level. It's a, a different paradigm from, from where, you know, it, it's beyond what we can ask or even think. Eye has not seen nor ear heard what God has in store for us. Uh, and that all comes, I believe, in the earth through the fall of Babylon. So let's just say it. Babylon has fallen, has fallen, and the kingdom of God and the ecclesia of God and the people of God are arising and shining with the glory of God upon them. And that light to the nations attracts the nations. The nations come and they lay their wealth at our feet, and they actually bow at our feet. Read, read Isaiah 60, read Revelation chapter 3 about the Philadelphia church. The, the nations will come and bow down at our feet because the glory is so thick and strong upon us. My goodness me, I could preach this for weeks and months. I've been preaching it for years, but I could go on and on. But I want to leave it there, and we'll, we'll take it up again next time. And the Lord bless you, and read these chapters, read these passages, Get them so deep into your spirit that they become reality, manifest reality in your life. The Lord bless you real good.